0: Let us get going. Today's daf is daf chav. Page 20, the Hildegum the d'arim. Let us get going. Jam, uh, we will be Zayche to finish the second parak of Nedarim, and we have some fascinating, f- really fascinating Gemara ahead of us. Here we go. Nadar Bechayrim. If somebody makes a Nedar in a way where he states that this is a chayrim. Now, a chirim generally was an expression used. And they would sanctify something. Okay, but he used this word. v'almar, And then he says, What I meant was, the apparently is a net that they would use to catch regular marine life. Various things. So he's, he used, he started out with an expression of herim, which should forbid it. And then he tells us that ultimately what he meant is something else. Now, is there an issue? Uh, this upon me is like a net. No sheikhs, right? It's not forbidding anything. Okay. Or if somebody says, Be carbon, and then, All right. What's what's carbon? This is things that they would, um, you know, extra animals that they would keep in waiting for kings. Sometimes people would gift animals, things of that sort. Harey, Yats make carbon. He says, I'm making myself a carbon. What I meant is a bone that I want to set aside to use for my Nidarim, because the word atzmi means myself. What's in atzem? It means a bone. So he wants to make one of his bones into a carbon. He says a kainam of my wife getting any sort of hana, any sort of pleasure or benefit from me. I didn't mean this wife. I meant the previous wife. <laughs> talk like what do you say? Huh? What did he say, this guy? This guy used an expression which should forbid it, and then, you know, and, and then he explains that he used that word in a way that most people don't use it. But, I mean, people don't talk yeah. this way. So how can... is bothered. People don't talk this way. So if you say it, it sounds like you're coming up with an excuse to get out of your net or without being asked... Okay. You know, getting a but the from. previous Mishnah taught us, the previous taught us, that if you make a statement... Now, before it was Stam. Stam a Stamma statement that could okay? either way. And then you explain what you mean, so then we'll follow your explanation. This Mishnah is letting us know that even if it's not Stam... And it's an expression that most yeah. people would use in a yeah, different okay. way, but you explain what you explain what's going on. So we're going to so rely I'm, on your explanation. I'm a weirdo, okay. Yeah, <laughs> al kulan in all these uh, cases, ain nishalom lahem. You don't need to remove the vow. In other words, you explained yourself, so it's not a vow. You, you, you could do what you want now. Right. It's not that you're, you you don't have to remove anything. They amnishalu, and if they did go to be shayel, let's say they're coming to a rav to try to remove the vow, a Rav will actually be Machmir on him. Rav will be Machmir. Divirah Meir, I think because what's bothering you, right? Okay. We'll see him Meir is the opinion of Rebbe Meir. The Chacham and but the Chacham say, the Sages say, we'll find them an opening, we'll find them a way out. Now we'll, we'll, we'll teach him. Everybody's in agreement that we have to make sure when these people say, you know, say a kid in class, up for grabs, down for keeps. Hefker, hefker, but not for you. Like, what do you Mahma Sugar? you're driving people nuts. Don't use these expressions if it's not what you mean, right? So everybody's in agreement. If he says something that's strange, and then he expresses himself in, in a way where the nether, the vow wasn't made, so we'll say, fine, you want to talk like that, talk like that. If you go and ask a everybody's in agreement that the rav's going to have to teach this guy a lesson. One opinion is to be a little strict, um, and uh, you know, in other words, scare him a little bit. And the other opinion is that you don't need to be strict, but you have to lay into him the importance of watching his mouth and not using these expressions. Okay, that was the mishnah. We now get to the gemara. This is itself a contradiction. Amrit, you said, and then he said, We need to explain this. You don't need to remove the vow. Oh, but then he ask, Now you're in trouble. What does that mean? Because you did the right thing. It means you're going to lose out because of it. You went to a Rav and asked, a Shaila, You're going to lose out. Amrit says, This is what we're teaching us. When do we say? That these vows are not vows. There's no issue created here. by a learned person. Let's say you have an amar; That's a regular person who, in general, is ignorant about the laws of vows. Who comes to ask a shayla? You know what we say? He's going to receive a consequence. And we're going to punish him. Why? So if you're a talmid it doesn't bother us. You know why? Because you knew exactly what you were saying. You knew that every nuance of a word is, is important. So you got you to be careful with all that. But if you're an Marat, see, you don't know the nuances of this thing. And you're a little too close to towing, you're, you're towing the line too closely. Okay. So I get why we say to be machmir. Okay. Which means that uh, we're assuming what it means is, that we're not going to start telling him uh, To start regretting his vow We're going to say, listen, you made a vow, you made a vow Stick to it What's the consequence? What's the, what, what does consequence mean? It's like two things A consequence and uh, and a chumrah What are you talking about? And we never have this in any other case So far I mean, we're talking in our, in our in anyone who comes to Mishnahs So the, there's never a consequence of punishment Either they're machmir, well, or they're Yeah, gonna, we're not but, getting a consequence for asking what well, the question is, do you get a consequence if he if he um uh, sins during the vow? You know if we're gonna oh be no, Mahmer on all him. Stighwara says Kitani go to the right so Mesha Noza Rviabar al Nizir also made himself a nazar, then he transgressed. Ain't the You know what we say? Ain't the we're not we are not bound to him. Okay. What does mean we're not bound to him? He shows up afterwards and he says, Please remove my Naziris. You know what we say? I get in dog a nice day." you did this to yourself. Out of here. Until he keeps the amount of Iser days, the same amount of days that he kept as Heter. Meaning, let's say he kept 10 days of as Nazir uh, as as Heter. Once he adds on 10 more days, then we'll start reckoning with him. We'll start reckoning with him. Rabbi Yaisi says, that is by a small naziris. Now, what's a small naziris? Thirty days. You can't be a nazir for less than thirty days. I've opened If you have a longer naziris, um, then as long as there's an additional thirty days, it is besader Fine. Sugumar says, I'll tell you what uh, what the consequence is. The consequence is when you make a now, when you make a vow, and you don't follow through. On the vow. And he comes to ask Eshallah. And again. He said that's not what I mean. We're going to say listen. You need to at least keep the amount of days. That it would have been. Okay. Amr um, Abiyasif. Abiyasif says. If a bezin does get involved. You should know. That they're doing the wrong thing. Interesting. You know. Until now we've been talking about. The one taking the vow. Abiyasif is giving a message. To the bezdin, And he says. Don't try to be. Um you know, uh, nice or or go out of your way. No. If the Allah is like this, sometimes your role as a Bezdin is to uh follow through on what the Khum say need to be done. Um, Yaakov says, No. We actually put that that uh that bezdin into Cherim. Okay, apparently what happens is now Cherim means like we we dismantle them. we we, we don't follow through on them Apparently there's times where a Bezna can make a mistake in Halacha. They make a mistake in Halacha, we say beseder. fine, you make a mistake in Halacha, but we're not going to lower your status. You are what you are. You're still a valid Bezna, made a mistake, beseder. We can handle that. But there are certain, there are certain mistakes that if a Bezna makes it, we say, you're not a bez anymore. We can't validate your Metzias as a Bezna. Okay. Period. End of that, Gemara. We're now up to the two dots, a little bit more than halfway down on Chaf Amar Aleph. We're now going to enter a sugya. That's basically going to take us. Uh, not basically. It will take us. Until the end of the parak. And this sugya touches on. Many of the halachas. Many of the laws. Of um, intimacy. Of sexual intercourse. That takes place in a marriage. And the proper conduct. Between spouses. in In, um, in this. Uh, in this area. so here we go. Fascinating Gemara. The Chum say, Pesach. If a husband says about his wife, you know, I'm forbidding, uh, forbidding pleasure, so on and so forth. So we're going to give them an opening. We're going to say, be careful and watch your mouth. But we're going to give them an opening in how to remove, uh, how to remove the sin between them. Uh, especially as far as vows are concerned. All right, so here we go. Says the Gemara. We learned in the La always. A person should not be rugged, should not make a habit to take vows. Eventually, you're gonna transgress. Do not transgress You'll transgress bishfuis. That's right. Which is letting us know that once you start, you don't want it's like it's like Pringles. Once you pop, you don't stop. I think that was their phrase. And lays, no one can eat just one. Nobody's can eat just one. Yeah? If you're not careful with vows, you're eventually going to be transgressing oaths. And we remember, we, what did we learn about Ashua? An oath is a lot more severe. Even after, you know, a person brings a carbon, HaKadosh Baruch still holds the person accountable. It's severe to use, uh, to, to make vows in vain or, or, or to, to not follow through. Okay, so that's number one. Number one is, watch your mouth. Don't take vows. Number two... Don't make it a habit of hanging out with amaratsim, With people who don't know Halacha. People who don't follow Halacha. And even if it's because they're just ignorant to Halacha. They're not on purpose not keeping Halacha. They just don't know. You know why? Because eventually they will feed him. Uh, for uh, forbidden food, okay? Because they're not careful. They're not careful. This. They don't know. When when you don't know, even at no fault of their own, but you don't know, you can be very well intended, but you're going to lead somebody else to transgress. Also, don't go, don't hang out with kahanim who are amaratzim. They have truma, even more dangerous, and they might feed you truma because they don't know how to handle it. It's something we know from Pirkei A person should not unnecessarily schmooze with the opposite gender. With a woman. Because people have a natural tendency for immorality. And if you think you don't, the only person you're fooling is yourself. That's it. Or you're dead. Or or, yeah, or, or you're not alive. That's what it is. As I us. As I get us how it is, it's whether it's it's whether we're masking it or not. Hakadosh Baruch Hu put a yetsa for this in the world, and therefore a person to say, "No, there's no problem. I never gain any sort of feelings that can lead to anything forbidden." The Gemara says, "You're just you're just fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. It's not true." Okay, Ravacha call Anybody who gazes at women, this does not mean looking at women, does not mean talking to women. It doesn't, you're let you're supposed to look people in the eye and be a mensch. What this means is don't gaze. Call you come there there, we call akiva shalisha. Anybody who gazes at the heel of a woman, which the Ran explains is just an expression of of a part of a body which is usually covered having you'll end up having children that also are not hagun are not fit are not proper the thoughts that go into the the mother and father as we're going to see in a very directly um and, and the way they impact themselves and their midos in this way in this way of sexuality has an impact on the children. Amr um, Rabbi Yasef, Rabbi Yasef says, This is also talking not only to an, another woman, but it's refers to when somebody's wife is a nida. says the same halacha applies that it's forbidden to gaze at a usually covered part of the body. Amr of Shim um, Lakish. Now, what's usually covered? Okay, ask your local Orthodox rabbi. There's going to be and for a, a proper explanation. Um, Rishim Al-Lakish. Rishim Al-Lakish says, "You should know that this that we're talking about a heel is actually not dealing with a regular, uh, a usually covered part of the body. It's actually referring to the heel that, when a woman walks, generally comes directly under the vaginal canal. Isa what's called in Hebrew, and therefore, in gazing at the heel, he says is merely a a more refined expression." To say that a person should not uh, gaze at the private parts of a woman, uh, even his wife. Um, Tanya, we learned it in a brysa. The Pesach says, so that there will be yira, there will be fear of Hashem on your faces. Zubusha. You know what this means, Zubusha. This is talking about embarrassment. Embarrassment, being bashful, being shy. Being Modest is a sign of a yid. It's a sign of Klaut Yisrael. Levilti techto. You need busha, you need embarrassment, you need bashfulness to help yourself refrain from sin. The more bashful a person is, the more, we'll call it, the more of a defensive presence they have against sin. Okay, they'll have a stronger defensive presence against sin. Um, uh, uh, over here they said, you should know, if you know somebody who's shy, who's bashful, it's a good sign. You should know, that, that's, that's the number one sign of a person having good midas. Other people say, Kol bai chayte. this is the word mehera over here, I want to focus on this word. Anybody who's bashful will not sin the mehera, quickly. What does this mean? Usually, we sin because we don't think. It's with quickness. There's a. It's with quickness. If if a person trains themselves to not be quick to sin, you tell you, it's I'll, I'll I'll listen to you. I'm gonna do it. You want me to do this? I'll do it. Just give me thirty seconds. Give me thirty seconds. You know, it's like Then it's kind of like when somebody walks over to you. To threaten you with a fight. Like, you want to take it outside? Yeah? Like, sure. Go, you, 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 you start. Start without me. Start without me. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there soon. Right? And maybe you show up, maybe you won't show up. Yaakovino did this day. So. <laughs> Eventually I'll show up. Sometimes we have to tell us to the Yitzhahara. It's too hard to say no. The Yitzhahara is very strong sometimes. Sometimes you have to say no. It's just too hard. So what do you say? At least say, I'm going to slow down. I'll do it in a minute. And for that minute, think. Just use your brain. Use your mind. Because very often, Averis come because our minds just shut down. It shuts down, and therefore we run after the desire. People give up such beautiful things in life because they they, they lose it. They lose it. They, they, They don't train themselves to think, and they do things quick, and they make really, really, really dumb mistakes. A person who doesn't have shame. You should know he's probably not Jewish. Now, you mean he's not Jewish? Of course he's Jewish. What it means is, he's not carrying the trait that our ancestors carried at Har Sinai. Okay. Says the Gemara further. Rabbi ben Dahavoy says... I bought dvorim, sochuli, malachi asharei's. I happened to be schmoozing with the angels. I was schmoozing. Yeah, we're having a, a nice schmooze, having a conversation in the backyard. And sochuli, in the course of the conversation, told me four things. Chigrin said, "You know why they told them? You know why people are lame? Now, obviously, it's not everybody, but they're saying things that can lead to this issue." B'pnei shayevchem as shulchanim. Because they turn over their tables, okay? What do they turn over their tables? There is different approaches to what this means. Um, the, the, uh, mo, the. We'll translate this as biyashalay kedarka, which is when a couple has intercourse anally, as opposed to through the vaginal canal. That's shayfrin na They turn the table around. Ilman mipnei ma why sometimes are people born mute? Because the father kissed the, the place of the vaginal canal of the woman. And since the father misplaced his mouth, that impacts the speech of the child. Okay? Why are some people deaf? Because they talk during Tashmish. Now what does talk mean? Of course a couple is supposed to converse and supposed to bond. The problem is what we're dealing with over here is speaking about things that have nothing to do with the two of you. When your mind is placed on other things other than focusing on each other, that's an issue. We're we're, going to take a step back after this and realize there's really one underlying theme that's very important and we'll get to this. Why are some people born blind? Because they're staring at Eisimakim. Now says the Gemara. One second, are these things an issue? The Gemara seems to imply these are terrible, terrible, terrible things. Says the Gemara. Slow down, breminu. I'm going to ask you a contradiction. Here we go. Bottom line, Shalu as ima They they asked ima shalom. Ima shalom was a woman. Bipnei ma, she was a what? Married to Rabbi Liazor, she was a tzaddikus. Bipnei ma, but nachi yafiyim Why are your children so beautiful? Amr Lahan, She said, any mesaper ami milai b'tchilas l'avle b'soif alayla. Ela bechatzayis You should know, my my husband and I, Rabbi Liazor, we we don't shmooze, which means we don't have intercourse at the beginning of the night. We don't have intercourse at the end of the night. We have intercourse in the middle of the night. Okay. Ela bechatzayis alayla. Okay. Now what's this idea? Because what she's saying is that um, her husband was very careful that at the time of actual relations there was not a single other human being that he was near, even recently. So he would wait till later at night, and then also the morning he's already thinking about you know going to shul. And with this, so he they had relations at a time where it was completely focused on each other. It was just us. It was just us. There's nobody else around. That was the schos. Okay, Ukshu mesaper. And when we are mesaper, when we shmooze, okay, megala tefach Umachasa tefach. He reveals a tefach and he opens a tefach. Meaning that even when we have, when we remove our clothes for intercourse, he doesn't completely remove his clothes. The daima love kami shekvo shade and it's as if. Like there's a, a, a shade over him, meaning he he doesn't spend too much time. Doesn't spend too much time. And I said to him, "What's what? what are you doing? What are you doing?" He said to me, "He says I, I need to be careful. I need to be careful. There's nothing else on my mind at the time that we are that we are together." Okay. Now this is obviously. Uh, A fascinating, yet in many of our minds, an extreme setting. But the Gemara is asking specifically on the talking. She said that we would talk all the time. To which the Gemara explains how we explained earlier. It depends what you're talking about. When you're talking about Tashmish, about being together. And your relationship and fondness and closeness. And real, what we call intimacy. That's Merdik. However, to talk about other random things at the time where you're where, where you um, or be thinking or or schmoozing about other things is is uh, is the wrong thing to do. Amar Reb says, "Zu you should know everything that we said here about the deaf, the mute, the lame." and about uh um having unnatural bia and uh, looking at ismakum and gazing at ismakum and all these things that's all the an uh, in, in in um in a a, a opinion of an individual uh, who is Rabih bin Davoy avalom rokhame say ein halachah rabih we don't paskin like him it's not the halacha, these things are not a problem rather elo komashom raitz writes biztai i say whatever a couple is comfortable doing together gizinta height no problem i said if this is what if this is your intimacy and this is what the wife wants and this is what the husband wants and as we're going to see a constant theme in the gamaras that and the rons going to get into gets into this as well we're not going to see too much inside but that as long as there's absolute consent from both husband and wife to perform any act of intimacy together gizinta hate, say the kham there's no there's no prohibition what's the difference you want to have pleasure together what's different than any other pleasure you can, like eating food for example yeah you, you you want to buy kosher food from the from the pesa from the butcher you, different ways to prepare the food you could salt it you could roast it you could cook it you could um, slow slow cook it uh make a chalant the Chain and then with fish, he's giving an example. He says, Listen, the Cham the say, Relax. Let a couple do whatever they're comfortable doing. Okay. B-sever. Now here's the issue. The issue is that Rabbi, Rabbi ben Davai testified that he heard this from the Malachim, from the very angels themselves. They're teaching him, by the way, there's a very powerful lesson that we're seeing from this Gemara and, we'll, and the Gemara later on is going to clarify this people who came to Chachamim and Asherah everything is there's nothing that's not guided by, by HaKadosh Baruch Hu It's nothing that's not guided by Torah this is beautiful so Malachim are talking about this so what's the deal he hears from Malachim to do Listen, the say everybody relax it's not it's not the biggest deal Omar HaMeimar says Man Malachi Yasharis what do it mean Malachi Yasharis it means they are a ha Malachi Asharis, what are the angels? The angels are G'daylem, referring to our Rabbon. And he's talking about he heard from his Rabbein. Yeah? Dite Malachi Asharis Mamish. You're going to tell me he Mamish heard it from the heavenly angels. Amayam Rabbi Echid. Why did Rabbi say, in halach, Rabbi Echid, boy who not have the chutzpah to say that. He's going to argue on the Malachim. Ha'inu b'kii b'tzuras avlad tfei. They know more about, about anything than, than anybody. Yeah? They're up in heaven. That's where all babies come from. So they're, they're gonna know exactly what it's about and how a couple should be together. Why would the argue? my Because Rabbanim and Gadilim are different than a human being, the same way Malachi Asharis are different than human beings. Okay. Says the Gemara Hahi there was a woman. I'm sorry. Hahi I said Itza. He She came. Somebody came in front of Rebbe. She had a Shailah. She had a Shailah. When Rebbe ask a Shailah, you, you go ask a Gadol. Amr lai Rebbe, arachti lai Yeah? She says that um, my husband wants to have relations with me um, in an unnatural way. He's turning me around. Okay? He's turning me around. She's asking, she's not complaining. She's, the, so this is what Iran says. She, and she was totally fine with this. She just wants to make sure that it's okay in halacha. She wants to make sure it's okay in halacha. Omar law. So Rabbi Sester, taira The tairah allows it. Uh, what, what else do you want me to tell you? To be machmir. If that's what you want, isn't that? No problem. Those women who came in front of Rav. She said "Uallah she said saidTavbbi same thing my husband wants to have relations in an unnatural way, and again, she was fine with this she's again asking Allah binasa." same expression as like the food if that's what the two of you uh, you know the two of you want, because the you 're welcome to do this now I want to pause here for a minute I want to pause for a minute and mention. That this specific Gemara, this specific Dav has a lot of ramifications in how the Shulchan Aruch writes the halacha. The Shulchan Aruch, practically speaking, la when a couples together, when the Shulchan Aruch writes that a person should be careful to not place their mouth by to not gaze, the Shulchan Aruch does not say it's aser, does not say it's forbidden. There's, there's no iser. La we like the but it does say we do. The, the Shulchan Aruch does bring down. This concept, though, that Rabbi and Ben Dava is teaching us that if the Rabbanon say that these things, it, it's, you know, it, basically what, what's happening is it's, it's a lack of, it's, some of these acts also are a lack of respect. It's also a lack of respect. Sometimes it's one, you end up with one spouse who's more interested in pleasuring themselves more than the other one, when really the goal of intimacy is to be there for each other's pleasure. And to and to bond and things of that sort, very often, and this this is not uncommon. But just to express this underlying theme, you'll have uh, couples that desire to be together, and they'll bring in outside items and things of that sort in order to enhance and you know uh, uh, spice things up uh, between them. The MS is the truth is when you have a couple that's together for the focus. Of what's called. I'm using this word purposely. Intimacy. There's a big difference between intimacy and intercourse. Intimacy means you're bonding. When you're there. Nobody. You need outside things. When you need constant stimulation. Nobody needs to be stimulated. To bond more. You already feel the bond. So if you don't have that thing. Agh okay, Fine. So that's sometimes. But realize that. The Gemara is really giving us the underpinning over here, which is that the the goal between husband and wife must be me and you, Adam and Chava and Gan Eden, There's nobody else. We're here to become. We're, we're here to become one. And when you're there for each other, Rabbi Yechiel Ben Davoy is saying from the Chum, you don't need to do all these other things, which can come. Which first of all can be you know uh, can be one sided, and it's not even. It's, it, it's, it, it, it's it's very it's, in in a sense it could be a little bit chutzpahdik, it's a little bit chutzpahdik. It could be a little selfish, and on the other end, uh, it, it can it, it can impact the children. But the Gemara is not arguing, saying that he's wrong. Uh, we, we don't know, you know. I mean, I don't know if, what science is proving. That's interesting. That's interesting. I don't know what, what science is proving. But at the same time, it's important to know. This is not the, the, we him like the Chum though. I just wanted to walk away You're from this He's not taking away what Rabbi says He's not that, taking it away Yeah, the Shulchan Aruch kind of He's like, he leaves out re, re, You know, this, this uh, statement of He leaves in this concern Of, <laughs> of Yechem ben But halacha it's allowed Halacha it is allowed class huh? If I remember, I was going back a long time They spoke about this Very much in line with Rabbi Udav, Not the Rabbana Right, right, that's what happens Yeah it's, it's important to teach What's what? Yeah. yeah. Here we go. And Gemara, do not turn after your hearts. During intercourse, a couple, either spouse, either partner, should not be thinking about anybody else. This is true. Even if you're thinking about a woman who you're also permitted to for intercourse, for example, you think about another wife. Again, what's the underpinning here? When a couple's together... The goal is intimacy. The goal is me and you to be together. Ubaritsi Michael Mamadhma Paishambi Om Rablev Rablevi says Elubinate Shah Midois. These are children who of people who have nine Midois, B'nei Aleph Nun Sof Mem Shin Gimel Ayin Ches, which are you ready? These are huh? Asnas <speaking> Meshugach. <in Hebrew> yeah. <speaking in Hebrew> Um, okay, so uh, what does this mean? That there's going to be children who transgress and rebel. So where does this come from? Uh, what nine things can people do that instill negative midos in their children? So here we go. B'nai Ema and B'nai Anusa, Children of a father who has who places fear in the home. Fear in the home. Okay? So... You have uh, people who are, doesn't even need to be to the the extent that people would label as abuse. But enough enough fear that um, a woman would be nervous to tell her husband when she's not ready for relations, I'm not ready. Meaning a couple could only be together when there is consent. when, When there's willingness. And when there's real aim, a real fear in the home, there's no willingness. Or B'nai There's something called marital rape as well. You can't, a husband is not allowed to force his wife into relations. Now notice something. These halachas are crucial because we know there's a mitzvah that there's a minimum amount of times that a couple is supposed to be together. There's no maximum. There's a minimum. And there's also all these halachas that you're not allowed to be together during specific times, which means you better treat your wife well, because if you want to perform the if you want to get a mitzvah properly, and fulfill what needs to be done, you better make sure that you're not getting your mitzvah. You're getting avera if there's unnecessary fear in the home, if there's violation in the home, B'nai snua, or a woman who's uh, a woman who's hated by her husband. Okay, now w- what's hated over here? The Ran says a man who has relations with his wife while he's thinking about other women. He's thinking about other things. B'nai Nidoi, or children of somebody who's in Nidoi, okay? Now, Nidoi could be uh, either one. If you have any spouse that's put into Kherim, the Allah is, the other spouse is not allowed to have relations with them. Okay, so if they have relations, well, one of them is a B'nei Tamura, uh, or if they're a, a child of a uh, of Tamura. Okay, Tamura can either be where you're, the, um, she was another man's wife, so there were, let's say, uh, you have a couple that, you know, the spouses change with each other, or it can even be a man who has two wives, and he's thinking about one wife while having relations with another wife. B'nai Mariva, children from Mariva, there's there's machlekes that's going on, and uh, at the same time they're having uh, they're having relations. Why are they having relations if they're in a machlekes? Not to bond, but because uh, of of lust. Because of desire, because they still want to please themselves, or he wants to do whatever it is. They're not there. There's there's discord. There's no connection coming about through them. Bnei shikhras, if there's drunkenness that takes place, which uh, you know at the time of of their relations. Bnei grushasalev, or let's say you have um, the alacha is once a couple decides to get divorced, they're not allowed to be intimate anymore. They're not allowed to have relations anymore, and if they do, a child of that is is uh, going to have these uh, is going to be ubaraisim uh, are Going to lead to this, going instill in the child rebelliousness against Hashem, B'nai irvuvia or children of irvuvia. What's irvuvia? So the Ran says it's a woman who either has slept with multiple men within a short amount of time, so we don't know who the father is, or it's a woman who remarries within three months so she remarries too fast and also we we don't know for sure who the father is and also so B'nei Chatzufa. Right. huh she doesn't have to be married that's i'm saying be a moms or... yeah or B'nei Chatzufa. Chatzufa is a woman who demands uh, intercourse from her husband it's considered to be a khusbita thing now to say to um, to give off signs and to and to have a conversation and to let you know to let a spouse know that you're interested of course, that's wonderful. It's okay. The spouse knows that they're cared for and that you're interested. But, but to be very demanding and uh, dominating in that way is uh, can have an does have a negative impact on the children's dice and makes them rebellious. Okay, says the Gemara. One second. Is that true? If a woman. Um, demands of her husband relations you should know that's a wonderful thing it's a beautiful thing that they're going to have such incredible children that even the dar uh, the dar dea, the generation of knowledge uh, you know d- doesn't reach that madriga shenema <speaking in Hebrew> says take for yourself all these wise and and, and uh and and uh, wa- all these wise and and uh, men of intellect Uksiv ve'ekach has rashi I took the leaders of your child like Siv nevainim. It doesn't say nevainim. So you see, in that generation, there's no nevainim. Oh, and your child will even be another. Uksiv, it says Yisochar chamargaren. Ukziv mebnay Yisochar. You had to be a leader. Bottom line is, when a wife uh, uh, demands of her husband, you see, it's, uh, it leads to wonderful children. Answers the Gemara. No, he demeratzia artuye. It's only wonderful and leads to children when the wife is the one. Who kind of requests their relations in a way of, in a way of request, in a way of asking and, and shows a desire to be together. But when a woman goes and is very demanding of it, is very dominating of it, and it's kind of like you know, she's forcing the, uh, not physically forcing, but kind of creating an a uncomfortable situation, how, however it is, that's where it's going to negatively impact the children. Hadron Allah... The Elo Maestran, Hadron Alok, Hadron Alok, the Elo Mutarin, Hadron Alok, the Elo Mutarin, Hadron Alok, the Elo Mutarin. Miles of everybody completed the second parak of Mesachas the Dharim, Bez Hashem. Tomorrow, five fifteen p.m., hopefully from Yushalayim, we will begin the third parak. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.